be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you! Welcome to episode number 27, the grand final edition of the Take with Willie and Ian. And it's me and Willie's favourite thing. We're on the Zoom. Who would have fucking thought? It's deep lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) He's bringing back so many stupid memories. We're heaps good at technology too. So Bottle of whiskey. We need a bottle of whiskey for that one episode, our first one. So I oh uh, for those for those who are listening, I am actually up at uh, beautiful Magnetic Island, actually, which is um, I tell you what, I spoke to Will. We we got here on on Friday. We're just up on a family holiday, and it's just off Townsville. Actually, we got here on Saturday morning, and it was just after the Cowboys had been beaten, and there was a real you could tell in Townsville it was um it was not the best. I actually saw a couple of Cowboys players. Uh, we got in about probably twelve o'clock. And they were riding scooters around. Um, and I'm sure they'd definitely been to bed before that little riding for scooters around. They would have definitely gone home and had a good night's sleep after they lost that game. They wouldn't have been straight out. But I'll tell you what, I said to William, how did you do a pre-season up here? I have got so much respect because it is a billion degrees. Yeah, it's awful. Nothing but respect to the Cowboys too. Had a great year. Um, yeah, it's awful. I imagine I, um, my preseason. Like, just say December, January, you're talking like 38, 40 degrees. It's oh. terrible. And then, and then it rains in the morning and then it just, like, comes up. The humidity gets to, like, 90 degrees, like 90, 90 plus sometimes. It's like, if you're not from here, if you're, like, from Canberra or something like that, then you went, oh, okay, play the Cowboys. <laughs> it's a rude shock. A rude shock. Uh, yeah, that's why when they, when, they, um, when they get a decent side, they're usually a lot fitter than a lot of other teams. Because of the preseason, they said Billy Johnson was up there too. Anyone who knows oh. the game knows Billy Johnson. He was awful. I'll tell you what, though. If you look at this guy, if they, they had a big thing about how Todd Payton was bringing back the mongrel and he was treating to be, you know, tough and that. You just have to train for 20 minutes up here and you have got no fluid left in your body. You, we used to train at 6 o'clock in the morning because it got too hot and then you do an afternoon session in the... Yeah. In, um, in the summer. It's because it's unbearable, Burner. Like, you can't do it. Like, it's impossible. So they train in the morning and you got this. So they, I mean, it's a whole fucking day. I mean, you're up there right now. There's a little bit to do. You're on, you're on holiday mode, so it's not too bad. Like, imagine, you know, I, was, I think I was at the end of my career. I was 30 first before my little sabbatical for my first time in France. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just go up here, just try and get away from Sydney and all that sort of shit. So I played my whole time down here. Then going up there was just like going back in time. It was unreal. Yeah, People love you, you know what I mean? Like they just, I mean, they're solid Queenslanders, first of all. When Origin was coming around, they hated me. But, you know, you put in for that town and, you know, they, they have a lot of respect for you as a player. They really get in. So I've, I, I've always got a soft spot for the Cowboys because I played there. And, I, you know, they were really good to me for that year. And um, it was one of the reasons why I didn't really want to stay there because the fucking heat. Unbearable. And I only did half a season. It's crazy. I only did half a season. I didn't do the whole thing. I was just like, because I was like, I had that one more year left with the Roosters and I was like, should I go back or I could just get out of Sydney? So I went, I just made a choice. Ah, fuck, I'm, I'm done. You know, I didn't want to do all the politics and shit like that down here. I was like, all right, I'm done. 
get me as far away as possible. <laughs> it's North Queensland. That's as um, far as you can get. The, pe- the people are awesome up there. They are proper fans. Like they, um, they travel like, like oh, I just come from Mount Isa. It's like literally like a 10 hour drive. The people, the passion. That's why I always got a soft spot. That's why I felt sorry for them on the weekend. They, they tried their guts out. They're going to be at the top, top eight, top four for, for a couple of years yet. They're going to have the exact same squad apart from Gilbert. And that's probably about it out of their starters. Yeah, and, and they picked Luciano, up Luai, so. you got Leilua, yeah. Leilua, Leilua at least, and yeah. Whoever, whoever else they get, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be pretty good for at least the next three years. Well, I did promise that Finn's up here with his couple of little mates, Poppy and Zach, who we we normally go out on holidays with, and they really wanted to be on the show. And I said that's probably not going to happen, guys, just because I can't film it properly on the phone. But I just wanted to have a big shout out to Finn, is that and good? Poppy and Zach, Finn and Zach. <laughs> I love you all. Finn. I we're love you like, all. Um, Maybe next time. We're doing Zoom. You know how you're supposed to do Zoom and like I'm supposed to be able to see you? I can't see you. Can't you? <laughs> no. And I'm looking at <laughs> just like a stupid fucking screen. I'm just looking at myself. It's awful. Oh, is it the Help little me. circle on the jelly bean? Sli- slide across. Oh. I know this is... But slide this thing across. Go one way. That's how I brought your big ugly head up. Give that a go. There we go. Now. <laughs> no. There's uh, none. Probably a good thing you don't have to look at me. All right, Will. So let's move on. I think what I think people really liked you doing the deep dive into the specifics of the games last week. So I think what we'll do, we'll just have a bit of a chat about a couple of things that have come through this week. And um, and then what we might do is a quick review of the two games from the weekend. And then we'll just pump straight into the grand, grand final preview. And I want you to do the same sort of thing again, Will, because you are, yeah, yeah. you know, you're really good with, with the way that you explain things. And, and, and I think, it's great for people to understand actually how smart your brain is about um, everything really, but how smart your brain is about the game itself. So the mm. first thing I want to, there's been this big blow up. So obviously in the South Penrith game, um, the trainer for Penrith is, is you know, first of all, he said something to Cartwright and, and then second of all, he didn't. And then Cody Walker's blown him after the game. And now Penrith are talking about how they've got the audio because he's been, so he didn't say what he said. How are we in a world where a trainer says something to a player and then one of the other player reacts and then we're talking about it six days later? I don't understand, Will. How is this relevant? I'll tell you why. Because the Penrith team and the Parramatta team have probably been um, educated pretty good by the coaches and CEOs. Like first couple of days, are, I mean, um, coming into grand final week, stories just want to be everywhere, right? Um, and they're going to make shit up if they can't if they can't get a good in- interview with a player. They're going to make shit up, and they're going to go with something like as pathetic as this. First of all, that trainer should not have said anything. Stay in your lane. You're the trainer. Don't say anything to Jed about his. You know, should run at him because of his. You know, because he's got a sore back or something like that. Just that's a bit. That's a bit classless from this guy. Like, and I know it was a bit of tongue in cheek because I think Jed and this trainer has. Um, you know, already squashed their beef and said, you know, it was, it was just in the heat of the moment. But like, if I'm, if I'm a Penrith player and my trainer did that, I'd be filthy. I'd be like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, just, you just do, you know, do your thing. You, I'm not telling you how to come on and run the water and tell people about injuries and all that sort of shit. Like, stay in your lane. Like, I'm the one who has to be out here and play. You know what I mean? Imagine if South got on top of them because of that one little comment. Cody Walker just turned it on and just went, fucking all right. We're going to get him back, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. And then you can, you know, the, and then imagine if South won that game. So what was a turning point? Cody goes, oh, well, the trainer started talking shit to us. Fuck. 
imagine that. If, 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 you're, if, you're, if you're one of the Penrith boys, you're like, I'm a quick word to this trainer. You know, like, um, he, he just should, he shouldn't have said it. I think he's been apologetic about it. You know, big Johnny Cartwright's come out and called for him getting sacked. He blew up the lights, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, that's his boy, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't deserve to do that. Like, Jed's worked his way into, into first grade. He's been injured most of the year. You know, like, he was injured when he was out at Penrith, I think. And that's why this guy's got a little bit of history on him. It was a bit, it was a bit classless from this bloke. He probably should know, should know better. Um, I don't, I don't, and and this, is what, this is what happens in grand final week. Look at this littlest thing. It's getting back page and all that kind of stuff. The Telegraph. And you know why? Because no one else wants to say anything because they know everything is amplified by a thousand. You don't want to give anyone any bulletin board material, nothing. You just want to get to about Thursday, Friday, bunker in, lock it down, get through all the media, all the photos, all the bullshit, and then get along with the game. So it's Wednesday now. I'll probably train tomorrow, Friday off. Saturday, you know, I'm not sure they're going to plan it, but usually all the real heavy media is going to be done by now, at least tomorrow. You got nothing else to talk and, about, obviously, have they? They got nothing to I talk said, about. The trainers, the trainers probably go and fucking, you know, the plan worked if you didn't really want any media scrutiny if you're Penrith, you know. Um, and they're talking about a trainer. The trainer's not out there. The trainer's not doing anything. He's not. He's not fucking. He's not the tone setter. He's not gonna. He's not the big hitter. He's not the guy who has to kick goals. He's not anything. So clear. Ivan Clear is probably thinking, oh. Well, Fucking, you've done your job. You've taken all the heat yeah. off my boy and his boy and like everybody else's, and they're all talking <clears> about you. So good on you. But it was just classless well, from what he said. What he said to Jed, you know, you don't you don't say that. You know, this kid's had a, a horrific run of injuries and try to get back, and it's just fucking the low blow. And I think Jed's been the bigger man. Said, look, he's known him for years, and yeah, you know, that's a that's a class act. There's no one from Southside, I think, because they've been on the drink since Saturday night. Yeah, you won't find any South players making comments. It's like, <laughs> no way. Like, it wouldn't be fucking... No, it wouldn't, if you're the media manager, you're like, you're not saying anything. You're not saying... Cody. Do not speak to one person, anyone, none no, of you. No, no one. No one. It has no been a good year for Mad Mondays, though, Will, hasn't it? Like, if you look at... Yeah. If you look at... There has not been one scandal. Probably after the grand final now, there'll be 27 blokes arrested. But, you know, it's it's been a good year in terms of... Keeping people have obviously learnt their lessons from the mistakes of the past, and everybody seems to have just kept their noses clean this year, which is good because you don't want to see constant negative stories about blokes doing the wrong thing all the time at the end of the year. So that's good. It's good stuff. Well done. For not it is. It is actually good. Thing. You know, like um, yeah, the game. Obviously, the talks would be like to guys who don't make the eight. We just don't want any fucking headlines. You know what I mean? Let's just fucking this season suck. If you don't make the eight. Just go do your thing and just. Get back because these guys really take a break. They probably take about a week or two off. And then they're fucking doing their own thing, training their asses off, trying to get back into preseason, getting on the front foot. You know, you can see with the way the Bulldogs boys are going. Fatal Mariner pulled out of Sun Onside. Pangai Junior out of the Tongan side. This is how much it means to these guys to come back and for a big year. You know what I mean? Like they know the World Cup. You know they've played for their uh, their countries of origin before. It's probably not at their top priority. At the moment, priorities yeah. of all dogs, and a lot of players would be doing that if you're not in those, you know, Australian teams and all that, all, all that kind of stuff, you know. So, you know, um, the, the, t- the talk would have come from the top all the way down to the coach, to everybody. Pull your heads in. No one's bigger than the game. No one bring the game down. You know, it's cop- cops hit, hit after hit after hit. You know, it's very, it's very resilient. But um, the club doesn't need it, man. You're talking about like millions of dollars 
you know, with uh, with NRL clubs, sponsors pull out, you know, like, fuck me. It's just once now, now that I've been in the sort of like at the, you know, on both ends as a player now as, as a sort of coach, but being at the other side. In the management you know, level, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I can sort of see why coaches and managers used to flip out at fucking our team <laughs> and just be stressed out all the time because like shit was just fucking sideways back then. But that was Did society. Canterbury... Did Canterbury have an organised um, end of season thing this year? Like, was there an organised end of season thing, or was it just kind of go and do your best and try not to get in trouble? It's kind of do, yeah, it's like I think they, I think they played on the Friday, right, against um, Manly. Yeah, so that's a big, big. Uh, it sucks getting that Friday. There's a lot of weekends. Sat- a lot of weekends. Friday, weekend. Saturday, Sunday, and you got to get to Mad Monday. Everyone's just done. And I remember going to uh, <laughs> the presentation was on uh, I think the Tuesday or Wednesday, and I was there, oh. and I was just wondering why like people, no one was having a drink or anything like that. I'm like, oh, that's right. He oh. did the treble. He did the treble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, it's a this is a rough road that one. That's a rough that's road. A big, There's a lot of people just drinking water, drinking water, a bit buckled. Uh, there was hardly any beer drinkers there. It was awful. <laughs> It was awful. Plus, it had a plus. It had a down season. It's a, it was it was it was a pretty nice presentation, actually. To be honest, um, yeah, the, the teams and the clubs on the way back up. But uh, a lot of a lot of clubs, it's not it's not that um, culture anymore. You know, like, no, it's uh, not. The, is it? the Mad yeah. Mondays, the dressing up, and that's just gone because of the way that society is right now. You just can't put fucking pressure, even if you're dressed up like an idiot and you're having a good time. Apart from the Geelong boys, they fucking nailed that. You see that? That was funny. That was funny. That stuff. was hilarious. That was that yeah. was pretty funny. I thought that was that was in um, that was in good taste. And I think they're pretty known for that. I think they still do. They still get a little bit wild in the AFL, NRL. I don't think it's like that because you know, talking to some other teams, you know, like, you know, you know, we didn't have a Mad Monday, or you know, we only we yeah. had one drink. You know, like so, it's not it's not that sort of culture anymore, which is a good thing. Probably a good um, thing, yeah. Yeah, you know, like it's not it's not all about that. It's probably been a bit more professional, like with their bodies and everything like that. So everyone's a lot more health conscious. Everyone knows that next year's going to come across quick. Preseason's going to hit you in the face. You know, um, shit's going to be sideways this year at the Bulldogs. You know, like it's you know it's not going to be like it was in the last couple of years. The preseason's probably going to go back to that old school stuff. And I, I think, think also if anyone's we, if anyone's done that right, it's, it's Todd Payton. Yeah, for sure. You know, Toddy ripped all those, uh, you know, all the um, sports science stuff off and said, "Oi, let's get back into this old school shit." Especially for and the I think essentially, you know, th- this is the first year in a long time there's been the World Cup because obviously things are getting back to normal with. Yeah. Um, so the international games back, and one thing, and I think a lot of players have probably got an eye on that as well, which means they want to keep their bodies in shape yeah. and they'd probably be training yeah. and that sort of thing, but. I, one thing I don't understand, they talk about it. We're both big supporters of the international game because I think, you know, anything that you can do to grow the game is a good thing. And I think one thing that rugby league has always struggled with is it's played in the north of England and the south of France and Australia and Papua New Guinea. And that's pretty much it and New Zealand. But, you know, the, these World Cups, are some, they're starting to really starting to mean something. So explain to me, Will, Jason Salmololo plays in an NRL semi-final. Mm. He gets a three-match ban, right, for, for something that he did in that game. And that goes into the international game. I don't understand how a club game in Australia, mm. if you're talking about a legitimate international competition, how is something that he's doing in a club game going to affect the international game? Like, I find that really strange. Like, can't he serve it next year? Yeah, I think they need to change the rules on that. Like, Tane Mill, like what he did on the weekend was awful. Um, but he should be able to... 
he did that in an NRL club. His country of origin shouldn't have to pay for it. You yeah. know, like same as same as Taumalolo. He did his playing in the NRL representing the Cowboys. Why should Tonga have to cop what he did in, in a different competition? Should be different rules, especially when it goes to the international game. If it's origin or anything played here, you do talk, if you do something in, in club land, it's going to continue into origin. You cop it. You do yeah, something, that's right. You cop, you've got to cop that. And it's just, you know, people, you, you just got to just be disciplined in the game right now. But, you know, Tane Milne's going to miss six, uh, miss the whole World Cup. So Fiji's at a loss. Uh, Taumalolo's going to miss three games. That's a big loss because I want to see Tom Lolo play. If 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 Tonga's smart, I'll be doing some warm up games right now. Warm up games. Yeah. I've had two. I've had two warm up games before I even leave this country. I think they're Any, counting. Anyone one. who they're is to, anyone, who, yeah. <laughs> anyone who's Tongan is playing. I don't care if half the people can't play. But you know what I mean. Just just <laughs> get it off. You know what I mean. Just play fucking Lebanon. Play play against Greece. Play against Italy. Play yeah. three fucking games back to back like Super Saturday. Back to back to back to back. <laughs> Right, and yeah, and then we're done. And then he can play in the whole World Cup because everyone loves Jason Talmalolo, man. I want to see him play. He's my favorite player. So I think they need to just, they can tinker with those rules. If you do that in the Super League, you just you get suspended for those six games. Hey, and if you're not a big dog and you can't deal with it, that's the argument. You, that's the conversation you need to have with your head coach, CEOs, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, hey, you're not going to the World Cup. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like Tane Mills. I can see now, like if you look at if you look at um, rugby union, if if, if it's a, which is a genuine international game, I get it. Like if you if you do something in an international game, you're going to miss mm. other international games. But in this particular environment where you're trying to grow a game, why would you take your best players out for something that in a club game? It's just it, like if 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 the NRL can sit there and say Taylor May can have he can serve his yeah. suspension later because that's what the fans want. Well, I tell you what, I'm a fan and I want to see. Tonga be strong at the World Cup, so I, yeah, yeah. It's, you can't have one rule for one and not another. You know, yeah, there can't be two different things. Yep, I totally agree. Um, they, need to, they need to really tinker with that. It's not a big. The other thing, thing. thing, if you if you make sorry, if you make, if thing. you do, it's not a big thing. You do your thing. If you do that, if you're playing in the NRL, you fuck that up for your club in the NRL. Then that's on you. It shouldn't go mm. into the international game. Especially when you're growing it. So the other thing with the international game before we move on, Will, there's been a bit of talk. Obviously, um, after we uh, did the show last week, then the news came out that Joseph Suli'i had chosen to play for Samoa instead of mm. going for Australia, which I think is great. I, you know, I think all these blokes, the, the choices that they're making can do nothing. But, but, you know, Australia will still have a strong side. But these blokes are choosing to play for the land of their heritage. They're, play, they're choosing to play for, in some cases, the country in which their grandparents still live, you know? Like, it's, yeah. they've got such a strong connection to their heritage. Yeah. We've been strong on that for a while, and, and especially with Samoa. Samoa this year have had um, a number of different players that probably haven't chosen to represent Samoa come into mm. the fold, which is terrific for the international game. And I think it's terrific for rugby league. There was a journo this week um, who has quoted um, a show that we did on, on, on this show a couple of years ago, um, basically saying that the players didn't want to play for Matt Parrish and that Matt Parrish probably should step down because he was holding back the international game in that country. Um, this bloke's written a show, but uh, uh, an article basically, and I don't know where he got the thing from. He's obviously deep dug into the past, the big guy, but... Mm. Um, He's, he's where you have said Parrish should step down. 
And he's saying the fact now that Suwali'i and these other blokes have chosen to play for Samoa discredits the fact that Matt Parrish probably at that stage should have stepped down. Now, the problem that I have with this, Will, is that <laughs> once again, the bloke is completely missing the point. He is not playing for Matt Parrish. He's playing for the land of his fathers and grandfathers and his heritage. He's playing to make a nation proud. He's got nothing to do with the coach. I could be the coach and he'd still play. So explain to me, Will, how exactly does a bloke playing an international game for the country of his ancestry, how does that mean the coach is a good coach? Fucking doesn't. Who's this dickhead anyway? Someone. What did he quote us on a show two years ago? He quoted you. He quoted you at length too. You know, and one <laughs> of my mates sent it to me and goes, "What about this bloke?" He goes, "What about this bloke?" He goes, oh and then God. like from from my perspective, Will, my everything that has you not said, changed. Hundred percent at all. Not. It fucking no. has not. They are not playing for the coach. Who's this guy? Discredits me. Yep. God. I'm living in your head rent-free if you've got to write a story about me, you dick. I don't even know what his name is. Oh, my God. Yuck. I still stand by it, I, everything I say. And if they don't think that the powers to be don't want Matt Parrish out either. It's just fucking he's, he's, the players are playing because they want to represent their family. It's more than the coach. This is where they swallowed their pride and just go, well, let's see, we've got to get some all back where it belongs, up there with Tonga and stuff like that, instead of back in the, out of the top five or six. Nations in the world. That's what the players have done. That's how strong it, that's how much it means to them. Not the fucking coach. <laughs> what an and, idiot. And guaranteed, Will. Guaranteed, well, Will. Like, and as, tell as, me. as you said, sorry, he missed the point, doesn't he? He's missed the point. He missed doesn't the point. get it. He doesn't get it. That's why you fucking who, writing with some low paper, whatever it's called. And who fucking do you young. reckon, Will? Who do you reckon was making those phone calls? Do you reckon it was Matt Parrish making the phone calls or do you reckon it was the senior players coming around, coming together and saying, you know what, if you look at our side on paper, we've got something really special here. And at international level, the coach is just the manager, right? The, 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 the players yeah. will set the tone. They'll set, they'll set the game plan. Mm. You played enough international football under some great yeah. coaches. They're not there to coach you. They're there to bring no, you together. You manage. Um, you know, the coach is not going to be learning anything from from anyone in that World Cup. They're going to be bouncing off each other, each other's energy, what they're learning at club, the origin players, young kids asking origin players, Papa Lee and Junior Paulo, all these sort of big guys. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the coach. It's got to man-manage people. And I think what happened, I think Parrish would have been calling players because he know he knows that the players, there was a bit of a revolt. They signed papers and shit to try to get rid of this guy. So he's probably gone in, swallowed his pride a little bit, going, all right, I've got to fix myself. You know, if, if we want to get these players on board. And I think, and credit to Matt Parrish, he has done that. I know that he's done that. But it doesn't mean that, they don't, that there's, there's not a little side table trying to get him out. He's doing the right thing by Samoa. You know what I mean? Like he's buying, you've got to buy into the culture. You've got to do everything. Because all these things that, that I've heard that was going on the last couple of World Cups, was, they weren't going to put up with it again. So obviously they've had meetings that are, you know, with Samoa on board, everything like that. And just to get him on the same page as everyone else, Otherwise, they would have made a change. Do you know what I mean? You had Joey Johns and Matty Johns willing to coach that team. Look at the amount of players that were willing to play for Samoa at that time. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if the coach has had a cha- if the coach changed his mind, you know, like, but, you know, apparently he's been doing the right thing and that's all the players want. Buy into the culture. You know, like, don't, you know, there were some things, you know, I kind of, I wouldn't even put it on this platform or put it out there that, that I know about that could really discredit that guy. 
but I want Samoa to do good. That's why everyone was going, let's, you got to get Maddie and Joey in there. You know, imagine what they could have done for that, for that country. But I'm glad and that the players, the players, it's bigger than the game, isn't it? The players, players 100%. At, at, at the moment is bigger than the game. And they're, they're going to, if they finish in the top four, get to a semi final or the final, well, you're not going to get rid of Matt Parrish then. He's going to coach for life. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, were, happy, thing, I'm, happy, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. You know, and then this the guy thing has that upset me. The audacity to write some shit. Like, shut up, mate. And the thing that upsets me, Will, about Unless the you're whole Buzz thing, Rothfield, you know, or Paul Tent, then I'll give it was a, a Or Danny Widler. It better be someone like that. If it's not them, who gives a shit? Maybe it was a pseudonym. So I, the thing that upsets me is that because it's from two years ago, it's a completely like it's a completely different environment from when we spoke about it that, at that time. At that time, it's a different environment. And now to, to make it look like, you know, that yeah. we have been disrespecting the international game or disrespecting yeah, when you sent Samoa, it, When you sent it to me before, I was just like, what is this guy doing? Like, where, where's this article? You know, I don't read fucking papers or do anything like that. It's fucking... I don't know. People, some some people should. When, and then you use my name in it, and you put poor Joey Sualiti's head next to mine. Like the kid hasn't said Click a fucking bait. word. Clickbait. Like come on, yeah. dude. Be better. Be better than that. You know, I'm only talking about you because I fucking don't like you. And it was only. It wasn't the best photo of you either. That was the. That was just the yeah, knife man. as well. Like better photos I could have used. Uh, I'm all about right, that. Man. I'm all about it. Get a decent photo. You can say whatever you want. Say whatever you like. Just make sure it's a good one. <laughs> There's not too many bad ones in there. Anyway, so so Adam, whatever your name is, um, mate, you're missing like the point. You, and you miss the, the point. You're, missing you're not very point. smart. That's why you're writing for fucking who you're writing for. The uh, <laughs> the international game is strong, and and watching yeah. Samoa and Tonga and what they're going to do, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing, and and milk out all of them. All right, mate. Well, let's let's go in quickly to the, just do a quick um, review the the Para Cowboys game. You were pretty strong on the Cowboys um, yeah. for a number of reasons. And um, just explain to me where you think the Cowboys went wrong. What was it that the Cowboys didn't do that you thought they would that meant that Parra got on top? Inside pressure on Dylan Brown. And, and, and what they did in that first half or 50 minutes, Dylan Brown wasn't in the game. I think, he, I think it was like 50 or 60 minutes in, 50 minutes in, three run, I mean, like maybe five runs for 30 metres, wasn't taking the line on. So they took, they took that offence. Ruben Cotters and stuff like that. Inside pressure was really good for that bit. They let off a little bit. They, they had their foot on their throat. They just let it off. Like they should be in the grand final. They lost. I, yeah. And credit to Parramatta. But you give Parramatta like a little bit of hope. They, they're not going to give up. No one's going to give up in that position. Um, you know what I mean? Like I just think they had, they had, they got them in a really good position. But Parra kept fighting and new and Queensland were going down. They were coming away with no points all the time. Mm. Heaps, heaps of times. And that's deflating. It's very deflating, you know. But, like, they, they, they were in a position to win that game. A couple of things went their way, like didn't go their way, that poor pass in the first half. I think if you watch that game, you're probably going, we should be, it should be 18-0 yeah. at half time. It should be nearly game over because they were a very good defensive line. And just how soft those tries were. Like, yeah. like people missing their assignment online. Like, Campbell Gillard got two, two tries right through the middle of his. Really just straight bad, too. Really just straight bad running. Indiv- individual um, uh, tries. I mean, individual like defensive stuff up. Misses, yeah. Really bad ones. Like, you don't do that. And they're a defensive team. 
And when I saw that, I was like, oh, they're off here. When I, when I, first, when I, when I watched the first Campbell Gillard try, how soft that was, I'm like, wow, this is not, not, not a good sign. Not a good sign for the Cowboys, who, who are mm. a top three, top four defense all year. And you're letting those tries in. Big RCG is just running that normal line. He's not doing anything like out of the ordinary. He just ran out sitting line and the, it just opened up twice for him. Twice, yeah. So, yeah, like the big man was on. Like he, all he was doing was his job. Wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary that he wouldn't be doing all year. Just running those block lines, running those lead lines. And they fucking opened up like Sydney Heads and fucking two tries. Good on you, big man. <laughs> the big man was flying. Um, inside pressure, they let Brown get back into the game. They let Lane get back into the game. And that was just like, Maybe it was the heat. Maybe it was something. I don't know. They just, Dylan Brown, he's a key this week. Dylan Brown and Sean Lane. Mm. They held so much power. Because the middles were, you know, Ruben Cotter was outstanding. Tamalolo was fucking unbelievable. He was outstanding. He he was the best forward on that field there easily. Um, The way that he was just off the back fence, just led by example. Did every, massive captain's knock. Because um, I think Para Para were one of those like it was that they were both the best and the worst team like they they had periods mm. of the game where they were on and you thought you know what they look like the side that the, the only side that can beat Penrith and then yeah. there are other times and Mitchell Moses like he he I'm, I mean I know he just you know he he'd given up the chance to see his, his baby being born to play that game. Like, his mind would have been everywhere. But, mm. you know, he, he uncharacteristically put two kicks out on the full. He missed a kick. Yeah. Like, he, he was off. And they still managed to roll yeah. through and get back into that game. And and, and and when they were rolling, they looked unstoppable. Yeah. They're, they're, they're there for a reason. They are. They're, like, getting through that game, getting beat by Penrith in that first one, like, getting, like, proper wallop, coming back, two wins on the road, Two wins in a row, going up to North Queensland, taking the points there, getting into the grand final. I'd be confident they can get away with it this week. We'll, we'll review the grand final soon. But like North Queensland, I'm not sure if North Queensland lost that game or Parramatta won the game. You know what I mean? Like, did uh, I look at North Queensland and I think you guys lost it. You had, yeah, you had I, the game. You had the game. You didn't have anyone. There was no. There was no injuries. No like, no nothing. No HIAs. No nothing like that. That was that rocked the game, and they had it there, and it just. Just fucking, they couldn't stop the bleeding. I'm going down their right edge. Man, I would have put fucking Reuben Cotter in front. I would have put, I think, I don't know who was like trying to get Lane on that right edge. I think it was uh, maybe Gilbert. I think Gilbert was on that edge. I would have fucking swapped and put Reuben Cotter because he's a little dog. You know what I mean? He would have went after him and he would have went, he would have went after him. I would have made a few little changes in there, like defensively if I was um, big Toddy Payton. But yeah, they just couldn't stop it down that edge offloads and it's making meters after meters and they just couldn't stop the bleeding. I've been in positions like that. It just sucks. You're trying your ass off. They're trying their ass off, but they're just getting that little fucking edge over you. And it just kept building and building. And the kickers, kick, kick, kick started sticking for Moses and everything started sticking lane, you know, running those lines, flicking that ball out, going over Phelps' head, straight to see those hands. Like, yeah. You could see that when that happened, that was it. I was like, they're not coming back from this. Even though it nah. sort of looked like, you know, like it's, I was just like, oh, they could maybe. And I was just like, nah. Once Parramatta, Parramatta are good front runners too. You know, once they're ahead, yeah. they've got, they got that defensive system to really shut you down. They can put hits on, they work hard. But I think it's a different kettle of fish this week. But North Queensland had a great year. Big top. Big it's top a great year for the Cowboys. The Cowboys deserves coach of the year this year, easily. Yeah, for sure. He's been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, and so... If I look at if I look at the Penrith South game, and I and I probably 
was of the belief, and we've spoken about this before, that the winner of the grand final would come from that side of the draw. Mm. Um, Penrith, the way Penrith started in that game, they looked like a side that had rested players in the last round, then had a game, then had a week off. They looked like a team yeah. that first half where it was like, you know what, is resting players that good? Because at the end of the day, that first 40 minutes from them was pretty poor. They managed to get back in towards the last sort of five minutes of that second half. And then they really, that first 25 minutes of the second half, they just blew them away. That was where they really, that was where it just clicked. But, mate, I looked at that Penrith side and I went, they're clunky. They look rusty. It'll be different this week. But, mate, mm. South had every opportunity to win that game. Yeah, South did. I think, what start, starting Mitch Kenny, I think, you know, obviously he's the future of the club and everything, like happy he's going. But, like, he's not in sync with these middles. He, they were on no. different pages at the start. Like, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to use that same the same thing again with uh, Paramatic. Because Paramatic could put, I'm not sure, because they, they back themselves defensively as well. They don't really care. They'll be like, yeah, well, good luck scoring. You know, like they yeah. sort of, they sort of give, they sort of give you that sort of, yeah, fucking, we'll give you a good ball in um, some good positions. Good luck. South got him twice. Yeah, they got him yeah. twice. But that's probably the only team that could really pull the trigger like that. I think Souths were on, they're on fire there. They're running hard. Everything was going good. Cam Murray was moving the ruck around. The big guys were moving around. You know, Latrell had some nice touches. Cody Walker, like Ilias, everyone got involved really quick. Everyone, they looked on South. I'm like. Fucking Penrith way off or South on. I was hard to get a hard to get a gauge. I was watching. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Like if if you know if if, if it evens up the possession or field position, I, I was in the back of my head. I'm like, Penrith's going to run over this. Fucking, I want South to keep going. Foot on foot on the throat. Just keep going. And they fucking were. They were on fire. They they you know they just looked off until Appy come on. Yeah. Fucking bang bang easy. kick out kick out hits that hole boom quick play ball in the wall. Appy gets out fake kick. You know Latrell falls for it. And just goes down. Like and, and then, you know, Latrell's one of the strongest kids in the game. And he still couldn't hold Appy up. And then like just yeah, that just sort of went sideways there. You know, and then coming out of yardage, Latrell hits the toll, hits him in the shoulder, had an opportunity there. You know, that could have been 18 nil. 18 nil before half time. And I think it was it was fucking 12 nil. Still, no, but it could have been 18 nil if Sears yeah. had a really, really, really nailed a couple of their plays. And where Tatola hits Tatola on the on the shoulder, and that could have been something. And then they, um, I don't know, like those those tries. When it, when it got to twelve six, I was like, as soon as it was twelve six, I was like, Penrith's going to win. All they needed was some points. I needed I yeah. needed fucking South to go in twelve nil up for for them to be proper going to get going to win this game. That, that, well, that was, was my sort of feeling. I was like, because twelve nil is not that big, you know. You, but I was thinking if Penrith score next in the first half, I'm like, then it's on. And then they fucking scored two. And it was twice, 12 all. Then the, and then you could just see the air go out of the stadium and just everyone like, go, fuck, is it happening? You know, Cody Walker come out a different player. You know, I was just like Latrell. Like Latrell got rattled by, uh, by um, what's his name? Leota. Leota, I've never seen yeah. Latrell get hit like that. You go through every one of Latrell's games and you never see him get as hit as hard as that. Yeah, and that sort of changed. That changed the energy of the game too. It was around about the fifteen-minute mark. Don't fucking go and look at that, people. <laughs> it was a fucking thirty. Um, it was. Know, it it of, was. It sort of rattled, and then I didn't see Latrell take anything off the nine, one off the ruck, the rest of the game. So I was like, you know, and the, and the, like you got to give Penrith credit here for the for the game plan. I looked at the stats. Think someone said it was like Latrell had eleven runs in two games. 
Mm. Full, you know, like a lot of touches, but running. So they kept kicking it down, like I said, that down to that right corner. So he can come off the, off the line of his left arm, left hand. So he couldn't palm anyone. So they were just belting him and hitting him and hitting him. You know what I mean? So he could they put it perfect position where he has to run. And, and, they, because, and they're putting it in just over when the wingers haven't dropped back. Cleary, bang, he has to run it back because he can't, he, he can't connect with his uh, wingers. You know what I mean? So they were hitting it back on the fourth tackle. So Latrell had to go all the way back, get the ball, run it all the way back again. And it takes him out of the set of six, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So well, and, and they are relentless at their game plan, Penrith. They don't fault at all. Where you see teams come in and out of games, they just stay on, stay on, and get better and better and better. And I was just like, fuck, it's, they're doing it. Kicking game all the time, exactly what I'd be doing. Make him run, make him run, make him run. Because he's not like the Tedesco's or Dylan Edwards or Pappenhausen's and all that. He's not that traditional, that fullback of the 2020s where they just fucking have like 50 fucking hit-ups. Keep going. You know, he's, more, he's more class. He's more class. He's quality. That, that just that quality, quality touches. Shit. You know what I mean? Um, so it's good game plan executed by a fucking gun team. And it was a good year by South. So South, like if oh, you're South, a South fan, South had a great year. South had a great year. And... Well, if you dissect their year, you go, well, everyone's thinking, oh, well, they're not going to make the eight. No, or they're not going to make top four. That was definite in most analysts' game, analysts' minds. And I was thinking, yeah, probably the same. I was thinking they're about a five or six or seven team. Yeah, but that could be any year. You miss a couple of games because the top four was pretty good. Um, and it was right. You know, they started off pretty pretty rocky. Ilias, first year in first grade. Come on, give him a break. Next year is going to be way better. Reynolds comes out of the blocks flying. Oh, my God, you made a fucking mistake. Not really, did you? Kid's 20, 21 years old. You got a 10 year player. You got fucking two left in the Reynolds. So they had to make a fucking real hard choice there. Really hard choice. They made the right one. You know, so it's like that was, that was a hard thing to do from Dimitri and like the, the CEO and that. That's a big call. You know, letting your fucking favorite son go for a kid who's obviously a young um, South Junior, you know, but they had to make some big calls there. And I think going into next year, I think South might win it because they're going to have the exact same team. You put Tom Burgess and Havili on that team, and then you take a few team, take a few players off off um, off Penrith, Penrith, which you will, Happy and kick out and Para. So everyone's pretty even next year. And I'm looking yeah. at like I'm looking at South going. You got the exact same team. You got Cody Walker. You got Damian Cook. You yeah. Got Cam Murray. You got Latrell Mitchell. You got it's a, a good side. side. You got yeah. a side there. So you got to. And I think next year I reckon they can um they can really go for it. I mean I know it's an early prediction, but I reckon they could they could have a decent crack next year, probably better than this year. You know who, who else is going to be on the open market? They might get some um, some outside backs and all that. Some, you know there's not that many big names, but they could get some some more depth, some more forwards, and you get that other that next year with these younger kids coming through. You don't know what you're going to get. You know you don't know what you're going to get. So I think it's been a really successful year for Souths. I don't think anyone was going yeah. to beat Penrith this year. Still got to prove me on, wrong one week. You know, but Melbourne's come back. Roosters are come back. You know, it's going to be freaking even next year because Penrith's going to come back a little bit. They might lose more than Coruscant and kick out. Lose more than those two. And you really come back. Well, let's have a look, Will. Let's, you, you say no one's going to beat Penrith. And, and I think um, that's definitely been, you know, for the most part this year, Penrith have been... Well above, like you could tell halfway through the year they were going to finish minor premiers. They were so far ahead of the yeah. rest of the field. 
you know, they, they managed to still win games through the origin period where they had 27 players out. It was, it was, it's been a quite a phenomenal year for them and, and, and they are a nursery and I get that. But, mate, let's go through the game again, the same way we did last week. So let's start with... We'll Sorry, I'll tell you what, so one, one little thing here. Just, I think they're in the grand final for Jersey Flag, SG Ball. I mean, I think they're either reserve grade and flag and first grade. They're all in I the same four. So, I think so it's four. I think the it's the first it's four, time in 113 four years. Of, four out of, like, so they're not in the Harold match because I think they finished second or, or third. Who knows? Like, um, But they're not in the women's and that's about it. And yeah. they're in everything else. Like, that is a phenomenal. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, what was you saying? Um, Going for the game. So let's let's go in. Let's start. Let's start with middles, right? So let's start with the middles. So Parramatta, um, one of their main strengths is obviously their their front row rotation. They got Nathan Brown back in as well, which um, you know I think is a, is a really good move um, from Brad Arthur. So if we look at the two middles, who do you see winning that battle? I look at Penrith and I think they're more mobile. I look at Api Corusau, he's better than Marnie. I look at Fisher-Harris and he's better than both of those guys. So, and Leota's not far behind and that's a massive rap. You know I mean? Leota's toe-to-toe with those guys. He's not as big or anything like that, but what he makes up for it, he fucking puts it into his tackles. He hits and he cleans up the ruck really good. Isaiah Yo, that, that middle, Isaiah Yo, Leota, Api Corusau, and Fisher Harris, no one, no one can touch it. And then, and then you compare it to the other side. Not many people are better than Paulo, Marnie, Campbell Gillard, and Madison. So that's saying something, man. Like Penrith are on yep. with that. They are big time with those middles, and they they all play massive minutes, and they can all they've played at the highest level for the last what three or four years. I mean, Fisher Harris being premier prop, like one, one, two, or three. Leota's coming up there. They're still all young. You know, they're all under 27 years old or 28 years old. Apart from, I'm not sure how old Appy is. Um, I just look at that middle and I'm like, they just move better, you know, when, when they're under fatigue. You know, like Paulo and Campbell Gillard, big bodies, man. They're big boys. They've still got like quality, quality minutes. But what happens if they've got to play more than 60 or 70? Something, something happens, you know. I just think Fisher-Harris has got plenty of minutes in him. And so not, not saying anything about Campbell Gillard or or Paula, but it's the quality of minutes. You can leave them out there for as long as you can. Forwards won't, forwards won't come off. It just depends what sort of work you're going to get with them. Are you going to get those quality runs? Yeah, that's right. Like no drop balls. Are you going to get no missed tackles? Are you going to keep closing the ruck, closing the door? All those little things, wrestling, finding your front, all these little things that take a lot of energy out where when you're playing a pack as well-balanced as Penrith and everybody does their job, you don't really have to pick up the slack for anyone. So therefore, your energy is better at the end of the games. Have a look how Penrith finish games. If foot's on your throat and they're fucking choking you, you know they don't let you up. They do not let you up. You know, so that's where I look. I look at the balance of that team is they've got it perfect. They have. And I think if you look at if you look at the the left edge runners in in lane and, and kick out, you've probably got the two most damaged. Like Sean Lane this year has just grown an extra leg. He has mm. just been phenomenal. Like he is just, what he has been able to do for Parramatta this year is one of the main reasons I think that they've gone as far as they haven't. You look at Kickout, Kickout again, he's just been so yeah. dominant. So, um, you know, what do you see there? Like if, if you look at those, how, how do you shut down? If you're Parramatta or Penrith, obviously you're going to be focusing on those edge runners. How do you shut it down? Inside pressure. And I think Penrith had better inside pressure than Parramatta. 
because their middles, like yeah. as I said, like Leova and Fisher Harris and Appy Corusau and Isaiah Yo, they don't stop. The inside pressure coming from to get to Moses and to get to Dylan Brown will be out of this world. This is the last game of the year, Burn. This is for everything. You know what I mean? And that's why this, you know, cream always rises to the top. And this is what I'm expecting from from Penrith players because they've been doing this for three or four years, all of them. They can take Dylan. We've got to take Dylan Brown out of the game. You've got to take his running game out of the game. And if I'm Dylan Brown, I've got to prove to you that I'm here to run the game. I'm here to run the ball. So my first hit up from Dylan Brown would probably be like a show and go. All right, I'm going to run. And if you're yeah. a middle for Penrith, if you're a middle for Penrith, you're like, fuck, I want him to fucking, I want him to pass them like Sean Lane all game. You know, and then they can just come up, up, check, release straight on the Sean Lane. You know what I mean? So um, who's he's going to be up against Liam Martin. Liam Martin is a little savage yeah. dog. He's gonna he he won't be getting the yeah. meters that he that he was getting. Remember, look at look at his first the first game where Sean Lane played. Ten touches, seventy something meters, seventy minutes, sixty-five, seventy minutes played. You know what I mean? That's not fucking good numbers compared to what he he racked up the next week, two hundred and twenty meters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was been killing it, you know, like and even on the weekend he had I mean the game against the Cowboys, he he played pretty good second half, but they were shutting him down because they shut Dylan Brown down. And North Queensland's defense is good, but Penrith's on another level. So you're gonna have to start, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to play football and run hard. You've got to copy your fucking medicine at the start, like they did against in that first round. In that first game, this is the first semi. They get it twisted. They were in that game for 60 minutes. Moses yeah. gets injured, Moses gets yeah. injured. Put the other kid on, game over. You know, but um, yeah, I, don't, I think I reckon Parramatta would take more out of that game than Penrith because this is a grand Not final. For sure, game. this is a grand final. Yeah, game. this is this is what Parramatta's been waiting for. That's why I'm, I think it's going to it's going to be an upset. I reckon. Well, that's, that's, just, me I mean, to, that's I just me trying to make money for the trying to make game, the game better. for the kids. But, yeah, but and trying to justify it. All right, I don't so, know. I just think, yeah, I, I think, um, sorry, back to the back rows, like Sean Lane. He's got a massive job, man, a massive job, because, like, you can see from last the last game they played, they only started getting going forward because of because of you. Like, you, you yeah. hold the key, you and Dylan Brown hold the key to that side. Big pressure. So how do Para win, how do Para win the game, Will? They can, they can hold it in the middle. They can handle Fisher-Harris and Leota in attack and defence. It's going to be like a dead dead end in the middle. You're going to get that. You're going to have some second phase. That second phase fucks everything. You've got to fatigue Penrith. You've got to have 50-50 ball at least. Uh, 50 minimum. 50% minimum. You've got to complete at a high rate. Every time they complete at a high rate, they're unreal parameter. They get down there. They've got the team. They've got Papali'i. They've got Sean Lane. They've got Madison. They've got Nathan Brown back. They've got the Junior Paulo, Ken Wigilla. They can fucking flex some muscles on you. Reed Marnie's a little dog, you know what I mean? Like he can, he can go. Hey, a little bit of second phase, a little bit of play, play some footy at Penrith, you know? Like, don't yeah. just play into their hands, which is this bash and barge shit. You know what I mean? Like, play to your skills. Like, if like, if you, you know what I mean? Like, don't just run straight into the teeth of them all the time. You've got to copy medicine, medicine early, but don't play one dimensional all game because Penrith will just swallow you up. Get a little tip, tip, and then hit on the edge. Try and get it low. Try and get it cleary. Try and get them involved in tackles. Do you know what I mean? Like. You can't. You just can't play one dimensional against Penrith because they're just going to they'll, they'll swallow you. They'll eat you up. If you're like trying to do it to Melbourne ten years ago, they're going to get you. Not you. Not you. Have to play football against me. You know what I mean? That's what they'll say. And they're fucking cocky. They know what they're good. They know what they're good at. They talk a lot of shit and they back it up. That's the hardest. That's the worst thing with Penrith. They're out there 
chirping, 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 Luai and Toto and all these blokes, and they're fucking bashing you in the middle, scoring tries out wide, jumping on each other. Like, people are sick of seeing that shit. Other teams especially, not fans. So, you know what I mean? Last just question, wanna... Will. Is, yep. is, that why, is that why you're tipping para? Because you just want to see a good game and Penrith not yeah, just dominate Penrith. through... Yeah, it's a little bit of tall poppy syndrome, right? Everyone started hating on mm. Melbourne, but I reckon people started hating on Melbourne because it's not a Sydney club. People hating on Penrith for a different reason. They, they see a lot of celebrating, they see a lot of this shit, and it's like they, they are so dominant. <laughs> so what do they want? Like, like, was it Cleary or someone's won 66 out of 77 games, like in three or four years? Something like yeah. that. Ridiculous. So people just want to see the big guys go down, the big dogs. And people, I want to see fucking Parramatta win. 36 mm. years, man. 36 years. A long time for a blue chip club like Parramatta not to win a premiership in 36 years. Be good for the game. And a power supporter. We've got a heap of power supporters too. I, don't, I just don't want to hear it from those pricks. I keep hammering Parramatta because I've just got a couple of mates that are fucking diehard power supporters. And I'll never hear it. I'll never hear the end of it. You know what I mean? My accountant's a Parramatta supporter. Oh, sick of me. Um, yeah, so I just think, yeah, I think it'd be good for the game. 36 years. I said, like, Parramatta's like a fucking great club. Some good players there. They deserve to win it. Why not? All right, mate. Well, let's move on to Willie's Big Boys. Now, I think uh, really with this week, um, I think we might have decided a winner. Who did um, I go? Oh, we did. Yeah, tell me I the winner. I think we've decided anyway. a winner. The Big so Boys on the weekend. This week, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. You go. No, read them out. Yeah, well, the big boys were on again this week. It was hard to go past. Like my boy, Jason Talmalolo. I'm going straight to him. What he did, I'm only going to read out the stats. What I saw, the eyeball test. I've never seen him run harder. He's He's gone to another level. I never thought his game would go to another level. Like he's the most destructive ball runner of all time. Now he's figuring it out defenses as the game slowed down for him. He can beat you by running over you. A little bit of late footwork. Now he's developed a passing game, which is quality. You know what I mean? Like he nearly put that whole... Fucking Townsville on his back. We tried to and get him over the line. So three points to Townsville. Can't go past Big Campbell Gillard. Two tries on a night like that. I don't care. You're a big man. You got two tries. You're fucking taking it. You're going straight on the list. Two tries in the middle. <laughs> you couldn't wish for a better in a prelim. Night, Campbell Gillard. In a prelim. You know what I mean? Like it might have got him an Aussie jersey. Who knows? I'm not sure if he's, mm, he's, he's yeah. playing for Fiji. But that could get him in the Australian side. It's a big game. It's big plays. He ran the ball hard, tackled hard, played hard. Two tries, man. That's 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 unbelievable. And Sean Lane, big boy on the edge, mate. He's in the big boys. He's a fucking six foot six and 115 kilos. So he's a big boy. He's a big he boy. He changed the game. He, is he a big changed. Boy. He changed. He changed the game. I think he under, He needs to understand. You ain't just a role player anymore. You're not coming off the bench for the Bulldogs. You're not doing this shit for Manly. You're that dude. Own it. Yeah. Own it. Yeah, just yeah. Own it. Be that person for fucking one. They need you, man. Dylan Brown needs you, you know, like you, you got to protect him and you go fucking do your thing. You do your, do your work in, um, in offense, fucking create some second phase. If you need some shit, that's how you rattle defenses. You sit him on an edge, get some second phase, get some outside backs and Wunga Blake and that coming in off those second phase and trying to jump in, create holes and then just fucking go. They're a talented side parameter. There's one team Penrith didn't want to see in a grand final where all fucking everything's pushed into the middle. We're going all in. Paris going. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You know what I mean? I reckon they'd rather, well, you know, and I reckon Parramatta are probably thinking, I'd rather be fucking playing Penrith too. 
because I don't want to play South. Cause I reckon South have got their measure. Just teams yeah. measure up different. But fuck, the chill just keeps carving us up. So does Cody Walker. We don't really want to see South. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I swear they would have won that game against fucking Cowboys and going, yep, we're in the GF. I hope Penrith win. Because you want to beat the best as well. These kids, you know, you go, no, we, you know, we want to shut you up. But these power boys, they're on. Well, the best hopefully. big boy, hopefully, the best mm-hmm. big boy for the year, drum roll, but a little, little, is Jason Taumalolo. He cannot be beaten from this point. He is so far ahead no. of the rest of the field. And I'll tell you what, Will, after last year and, and the way that, you know, he was utilised by Todd Payton and, and people were saying it's the end of Jason Taumalolo, mm. it was never the end of Jason Taumalolo. That bloke, the, what he has done for such a long period of time he is one of the most destructive players probably to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. And I think he will go down as one of the all-time greats. And obviously, oh, yeah. they don't give immortals to Fords because Fords, mm-hmm. no one cares about them. It's just the little pretty backs that get it. But, but um, he is phenomenal talent. You, you know who I've got to give credit to? is big big Rod Payton. He has been outstanding the way that he is. He took that on last year. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, well, I've got a team here. Is it a top eight team? No, they've made top eight since 2017, 18. Went up there. Got Jason Talmalolo. I want to try and evolve, evolve his game. I reckon probably JT even probably going. I'm talking Jay Talmalolo. Probably thinking how far can my game evolve? Let's put the right pieces around. Him. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have to do that when he had Tarmel and Matt Scott. You know he had to get that in his head. Now I've got, mm. you, I've got you, Jordan McLean. I've got you this other kid. I've got some good decent back rolls. Got some decent ball players. They can fucking do some work for you. Giving him the confidence to play out the back, hit the front runner. Con- you know, concentrate. He can just. Concentrate on doing his own thing instead of trying to do everything else. You know, when when especially when the, the big three sort of left, it was just all on him. He had to do everything. Mm. 260, 70, average 250 metres a game, I think he did for one year. He's probably gone, you're 27, 28 years old, do you want another five years or do you want another two at the top? Another five years, you've come down probably arguably the greatest forward of all time in five years because you've he's evolved his game into passing. Because big Rog Payton, he could play the game. He was, he was an outstanding front rower, had skills of a halfback, infamously known as the big boy who said, I'm a halfback in a front rower's body, quote, unquote, yeah. Todd Payton. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. And, he, and it proves that him, him as a coach. So have a look what he's done with those middles. So Ruben Cotter, Jordan McLean, they've all got this skill set, a high skill set, all their forwards. You know what I mean? Because mm. Todd Payton had a high skill set and he wants these players to have it all. That's why I look at the young players that I coach. I want them to have it all. You've got to beat people in three ways. You've got to pass the ball, you've got late footwork, or you run over someone. You've got to have it all. You yeah. don't be one-dimensional and just run over people. It doesn't happen. They'll start game planning for you. And that's what they started doing with Taumalolo. Now it's like he's evolved again. He's gone up a fucking other level. Who would have thought? That's scary. Not me. It's scary. They're gonna, yeah, it's scary. It is scary good. And credit goes to Todd Paint because they butted heads last year. All he was trying to do was just trying to get through and try and give him some more help. Now these kids are coming through. He's so highly respected up in North Queensland, Talmalolo. Yeah, now he's got some help now. He'd probably lead, hopefully, lead him to another premiership in, in the next not three years. Off. Who's to say? Who's to say they're that far off? They're not. As I said, these clubs are on the decline, and they're on the way up. All right, Will. Well, congrats again to Big Jason Talmalolo. So our betting yeah. has been um, it's been abysmal. It's been abysmal. Right. It's, it's going to get abysmal. worse. We've won. I'll give you mine. Sorry, We've won $3,300. So let's, if you're a junior club, hit us up. It's going out somewhere. You know what? That's still a lot of money for a junior club. We've done okay, but uh, just come, come on. on that well. We raised so, only 25 we'll, grand in three years. Come on, man. 
not bad. All right, mine uh, is. All right, we didn't uh, do yours. Parramatta, one to twelve. Anytime try scorers: Sean Lane, Liam Martin, and Crichton. That's a good bet, except for the Eels, one to twelve. But that's paying two hundred and twenty-six dollars, and that will bring in eleven grand. So, all right, yeah, my bet if that happens. Come on. That would be so good. It's for the kids. That would be so good. It's for the children. You better win, Para, then. Uh, So I've gone against you. I've gone Panthers 1 to 12, kick out anytime, try scorer, and over 38 and a half total, uh, which is $14, which I think is a pretty good bet. And this one, I don't even know what this means. So did the the producer producer, Swans last week? (laughs) Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. And, uh, mate, you think. Because of the Swans, Henry? Oh, no. really. Fucking hell. Well, obviously, the the stress of last week sent him insane. Because wait until I read these out. Um, Saigon Buffalo, Will? What? Yep. Yeah, Saigon Buffalo. I don't know what that is. Who is it? What is this? Uh, What is this? Henry, what's that? Is this a sport? Is this gaming is that, again? Is that the online gaming? It's gaming. Oh, he's oh, fucking lost the plot. That's bad, mate. So then we've got so Saigon Buffalo. Then we've got New South Wales Blues to win something. It must be cricket season. Panthers. This is a new low. Luis Inacio Lula da Silva to be Brazilian president. Just let that one sink in. The is that, Nashville is Predators. Real? What like... is that? What is the Nashville Predators? Puerto that Rico be... women. NHL hockey, China, China women, France women. He's backing oh, wow. the women of China and France. What's he backing the women of basketball? China and France to do? Is this a World Cup basketball? He's oh, just backing he's just, them. He's, he's like backing the Polish. George Russell. Who's George Russell? Podium finish into evil. Oh, this will do me. And what's evil? Is that another gaming thing? How does he even know about I, that shit? I need a shower after reading that out. I feel dirty. Anyway, that's going to win. No, it's not. But if it did win, it would win $400. There must be some short bets there because there's 4 Mate, million legs all? in that. That's all. Wow, they're all favourites. Terrible. Oh, I hope Saigon Buffalo wins. I really yeah. hope Saigon Buffalo. They're my favourite, Saigon Buffalo. So Willie's tipped the Eels, the producers tipped the Eels, and I've tipped the Panthers. We've got Someone's a few gonna win. questions. Someone's going to win. Someone's winning. Oh, yeah, we've got a fucking heap of questions. All right, here's a, here's a couple of questions for you, Will. Uh, all right. Where are we? Who's your smokey for the World Cup, Will? Dylan Edwards. I'll give you two. I'll give you a back. Gonna... Dylan Edwards and my forward, I, I don't think. Hudson Young, I think he's pretty much in the side. But Sean Lane, that's a smokey. I think I think Dan means who's going to win, as in if Australia doesn't win, who's going to win? Fuck, jeez! Oh, does he not mean player? No, I think he means team. I think he means who's Uh, smoking. Definitely not Jamaica. Samoa. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, no Samoa because because of the fact that they have the players there. They've got Luai, man. Anthony Milford, the halves. It's been the difference between... That's the difference between Tonga and Samoa. That's the halves, man. 
you know. So we've got quality, like, world-class halfbacks. The reason I said Samara is because Brad Boucher, who's a huge fan of the national game, he's asked oh, you yeah, what yeah. your 17 would be from Samoa. But the problem with that is there's like 20 names. I'm not going to read them all out. So we'll come back to you with that one, mate. We'll come back. Yeah, I mean, the 17, 17 I, see, I, can see, I can see it here. But um, I don't know. Like, I don't know who you pick. It's pretty much picks itself, doesn't it? But you just be, it pretty much picks itself apart from like the forwards. I mean, like the bench, got, the bench fall. Papali is Paolo. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Like, even like Spencer Leonard, where's he play? Like, Lua to, to Powell? Like, fuck. I mean, I, I wouldn't even know. I'm not even going to. I can't go. I can. I'm looking at it now, Brad. So, it's I'm going to go. It's doing my head in already. I know. Who would play, who would play fullback? I'll give you the fullback. Give me a fullback. Uh, well, it'll either be Suali'i or um, who was the other one they said? So, the, so just say the wingers, Taylor May, Taylor May, Brian Toto. They're the wingers. Two centres. You've got Stephen Crichton and Isaac Tungo. You've got Jerome yep. Luai. Jerome Luai, Anthony Milford in the halves. Josh Papali'i. So Papali'i and Paulo as your props. Um, your your hooker is yep. going to be. Is it Danny Levi? Has he been playing? Be, would it? Oh, Farvi, yeah, Farmanu Brown. Oh, Brown. Yeah. Yeah, my back my back row would be the other Papali'i. Um, who else? Uh, Luce Leilua, Luciano Leilua, and my lock would be. I'd go with. It depends what they're going to go with here. So, as a lock, do you go Jaden Sewer? I'm not sure. Would he be starting the back row? That's for me. The forwards and the and the bench forwards is the only time that you're going to have a bit of a bit of a break and go. Oh, who am I going to play here? Um. So the lock would be me personally. Go with Spencer Leanu. I just put him in the middle and just go power. Yeah. Down. Depends. And, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, or you could go someone else. Um, you know, like a Jaden Sewer. They don't have a. They don't have a, Yeah, you don't have a. You don't have a ball playing lock, so they haven't really gone for that. Ueli, anything like. That. Mm. So I think you're going to do that. And the bench players, you can just make them up. All the big guys, you know, you pick a hammer on the bench. Some good players Royce are going to miss out. Alloy, you got yeah. Alloy, you got Royce Hunt to power. Um, Jaden Sewer, um, Braden Ueli. Kafusi, Lou, like you're going to have some decent players missing out. So that's why you got a good coach. That's it. Right, um, <laughs> Guy, our man from Adelaide Rams, if Willie was playing in the grand final for either the Eels or the Panthers in his peak state, of course, mate, he's always in his peak state. Don't worry about that. Willie just does peak state. Who's the that's main it. player in opposition he'd target to run at and smash in defence? Who would you I was playing for the Eels. See, that's hard because I look at I look at um, Penrith and I don't see any spot players. Uh, Cleary hits good, but I'll just try and tie Cleary and Luai out. I'd have both. Be- I'd, I'll be swapping sides. I'll be just running outside in lines all the time. If I was back row, if it were front row, getting a tip on, trying to get to him early. Just try and tie Cleary out. That's what we should try and do. JT and like, and JT wasn't a good good a defender as Cleary and Luai. You know, they can both. They're both good defenders. Mm. That's the difference. Where. You flip it on the other side and you can get it, Moses. And Moses has been pretty good in defense, but he's still a spot player in defense, right? You're going to get the big, some big yeah. bodies getting thrown at him. Kick out's going to be thrown at him. Liam Martin's going to be at him all game. It's just going to be relentless. So I look at um, 
you know, like who do you pick up? Liam Martin hits hard. I can kick out hits like a truck. Lee Leota, Fisher Harris, Appy Coruscant, he hits hard. I'd rather run at fucking Fisher Harris than Appy because he can get you right under you. Um, yeah, so you've got to go at the halves. You just got to you got to go at their halves and have a look who's. Usually halves have good bodyguards. Have a look. They've got Liam Martin and they've got fish and they've got um, uh, kick out. You try and get it. Uh, you, you try and get it. These guys. Fucking, you, you have to have a good combination with your halfbacks, trying to get you on that ball on the outside in line, because they can easily slide out and then next minute kick out hits you on his left. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's how they do it. Like it's hard to spot them up. So you might as well just fucking go straight through the middle. If I was, if I was like that. If I was playing in the middle, I'm just going to go at Fisher Harrison. I'm just going to go in the middle at, at Isaiah Yo. It's, you just got to just keep going until you fuck. It's just going to be a hard battle. Let's see what happens. Mate, see what happens. Just quick, just just quickly. We've got two more. We've got old enough to know better. He wants to know about the benefit of the doubt approach with the bunker. So sick of seeing tries that have been awarded for the last hundred years are overturned because the bunker picks up a finger between the ball and the grass or a mill of separation on the put down. So he's saying, so he's basically saying that um, what happens when tries go to the bunker and then they look at it 500 times and then it looks like a try and then they just find like a teeny tiny little thing and then mm. they overrule the try. So Like with Cry- yeah, like Steve, like Stephen Crichton's this. try. Stephen Crichton's try last week. I thought that was a try. when he Yeah, yeah, that was I a try. I thought it was a try. That was downward pressure. I'm like, yeah. what, are they missing something here? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, they waste so much time with the bunker. If you're going to go to the bunker, you know, like have a look at one thing when uh, North, North Queensland, that forward pass, they come out and say, oh, sorry, we got it wrong. Fuck, I don't want to know on Tuesday after freaking Friday night game, you bend it for three yeah. days and you go, oh, we were wrong, were we? That could change the whole game. Like, oh, yeah. God, Dan, just shut up or just, you know, rule on, start ruling on forward passes. We can rule on everything else. It's 2022. We can go back to the bunker and just rewind the whole thing and go on to everything. I think every every try should be reviewed. You know, just review we'll the just whole piss. thing from forward pass. From and and if it's so blatant a forward pass, stop it. It's no try. Like if that was that try, like you know, with the Moses to Papali, it's like, hey, come back forward. Everyone wouldn't. Everyone, no one would have. No one would have cried about that. Just need to make some firm decisions in the NRL with that when it comes to resting in the bunker and all that sort of shit. So much fucking grey area. And they've created Here's a firm decision. Piss it off. Get rid of the bunker. All right. Last question, William, from Anton. Um, our man, Anton, who lives in New Zealand. Oh, I don't know. It's, he said, it feels like there are more crap haircuts every season. This year, there were some real skunks on show. Now it's grand final time. There aren't many left to choose from. Who wins the Clive Churchill medal for the shittest grand final mop? Now, the issue with that, William, is that in grand final week, I reckon there's some blokes now, they're hitting the barber up, and they're going out and they're getting their special grand final haircuts now. So I feel like we need to answer this question next week because I reckon someone's coming out with something stupid. You reckon? I don't think so. I don't reckon. They don't, reckon? Don't, want added, they don't want that added pressure in grand finals. You know, like if you look like a dick, next, you know, if you've got a pink hair or some shit like that and you don't, look, you don't win the grand final, you look like an idiot. Um, people are very aware of that. I don't think anyone will be rocking up the grand final with stupid hair. But if you're going to go with the worst looking hair, from both sides, Parramatta's pretty clean cut, to be honest. There's no, there's no real uh, yeah, flashy sort of. Yeah, there's not that many out there. Penrith, on the other hand, you look at Brian Toto's hair. He's got like a flat top, sort of flat hair with a massive like. If he lets that out, it's the fucking craziest mullet of all time. 
So I'd yeah. have to go with Brian Toto. When Toto's got his hair Toto. out, because, yeah, it has to be. Like, it's long as yeah. hell, too. It's really straight, and it's just like it's a weird sort of haircut. Only he could pull he's it got, off. He's put some time in it. I don't think, I don't think you, I don't, I don't think you can put, put that work. He grew it when he was injured, right? He comes back with his fucking... Remember he had two plats going down like that? William, I can guarantee you I would not get away with that haircut. There you is would no way in the world I would look so bad. Oh, oh, right. well, Henry, there we go. I love it. Henry in his furry suit. So we've got... Uh, that's it. That's the show for this week. The grand final for the for the record. William really wants the Eels to win just because he just wants the Eels to win. And I think Penrith will win, but I actually would like to see Parramatta win too. Just for Dyke, mm. if you're out there listening, Dyke, I hope you get a win after put forwarding aside for your whole life and get nothing. But all right, well, rate and review. Right. That's the thing. And uh, we will see Sweet. you next we'll week. We'll be tweeting. When are you back? When are you back in town? Right uh, mate, I'm back. Uh, I'm back tomorrow, and then I go to Adelaide for the week to see uh-huh. some. Yeah. So, but we'll we see, see you next week, gang. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You're following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL is Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie. And the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and produced